Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome, everyone. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're glad you're here with us today. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with my co-host Doug Jillick, and we're broadcasting live from Steffes in North Dickinson, North Dakota. That's in the Bismarck Diocese. And we're just glad that you're here on the feast day of St. Callistus the first. And Doug, good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. And uh, thank you for carving out some time again to be the co-host on Real Presence Live. We're, we're glad you're here. Well, it's tis the season carving. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the feast of St. Callistus the first. Um, uh, interesting saint. He uh, is the patron saint of cemetery workers. He was a cemetery worker at one time. Uh, God called him to be the uh, ascendant of the chair of Peter uh, around the year 217. So, uh, St. Callistus I, pray for us. And uh, with, with that, as we do with every start of our live show, we start with prayer. And so, if we would just uh, pause for a moment and sense the presence of God. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Heavenly Father, you are so incredibly good to us. We thank you for this blessed day and for all the gifts you have extended to us. Please help us to be good stewards of those gifts. We thank you for this ministry in Real Presence Radio and for our listeners and supporters. We ask your blessings upon those listening, that their hearts will hear your word and that they will experience the love and joy of Jesus Christ today. And we ask this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, folks, uh, we are live. Uh, we have our studio set up on the third floor of Steffes in North Dickinson. And uh, a special shout out to those in the Steffes Grand Forks location, listening on 1340 AM in Grand Forks, uh, 1370, excuse me, 1370 in Grand Forks. And also uh, a shout out to those in the Steffes Corporation from Shelby, North Carolina, the uh, uh, Shelby, North Carolina location. They're listening on the app of Real, Real Presence Radio app. So 
Welcome and good morning to all those folks in Grand Forks and Shelby, North Carolina. And Mike, how did we know this was on the third floors? Our lungs told us as we got up here. <laughs> we both found out that we are kind of out of shape. <laughs> So. Well, we took the steps. I didn't direct Doug to the elevator. I said, take the steps up two flights. and uh, Three flights. Uh, three flights, excuse me. And uh, that's why I was so winded when I got up here. So uh, anyway, we topped it off with the donut, uh, and uh, so we're doing just fine. So, Doug, we have uh, with us uh, Deanne Sheeler, the Director of Advancement for the Trinity Catholic Schools. Good morning, Deanne. Good morning. Good morning. And how are you this morning? I'm great. This is a busy week. When isn't it a busy week at Trinity Catholic Schools? I haven't found one yet. Yes, since I'm on my fifth year. Oh my goodness! Found a non an unbusy weekend. Oh my goodness! Time flies. Well, Deanne, uh, again, thank you for being with us today. You have you and your husband Jared have a great faith story to tell. But uh, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I grew up in Dickinson. I was a St. Patrick's parishioner, and I attended St. Patrick's grade school in Trinity High School. And then uh, I did stay at DSU for about a year and a half before moving to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I went to the University of Minnesota and got a communications degree and uh, worked for Target Corporation in Minneapolis. Meanwhile, my, my now husband, back then was just my boyfriend, <laughs> uh, he, he had uh, begun working in the convenience store industry just as a part-time job which eventually uh, has blossomed into a long-term career. Uh, he, he ended up managing a, a chain of about eight stores out there. And then, uh, oh, probably early in 2012 or so, we started to feel called to uh, come back home. Uh, mm. Both of our families are here. We're both from Dickinson. And uh, we have, at the time, we had three children. We now have four. Mm-hmm. Uh, at mm -hmm. that time, mm -hmm. our three kids, we just uh, felt pulled and compelled to come back and, and uh, experience with them what we experienced as growing up here in Dickinson. What a great faith story, uh, Deanne. Uh, and uh, speaking of your husband, Jared, I, I, I just read somewhere about his uh, being the national or the president of the board of the National uh, Convenience That's Store Association. Uh, wow, congratulations to Jared. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. It's a, it's a big honor. And he, we, we now have six stores. Uh, he's got an uh, ownership group that he works with. We have six stores. The first one we opened here in Dickinson, that was when we moved back, the first thing we did. And then, uh, yeah, it's, now it's grown into six stores. And, and uh, it's really nice to be able to uh, put small town North Dakota on a, a, a national and even international map in that way. So yeah. it's, it's great to see Jared get that recognition. So you, uh, uh, you and Jared, uh, uh, not married at the time, landed up going to the University of uh, Minnesota. And, uh, and then you got married. You lived there. You were uh, uh, employed by Target. And Jared was managing these convenience stores. You know, you were... Living a, the American dream, uh, had a lot of things going for you, uh, started having children. You had three children, and so you sensed a need to uh, tell us about that decision. And I, I, knowing you and Jared the way I do, I've, I've known you most of my life, so I would tend to think that family and faith had a lot to do with your decision. 
Absolutely. I think that was the main thing. You know, Jared and I both attended Trinity and had wonderful experience uh, on all aspects, you know, the, the academics, the sports and activities that we were in. Um, but really the, the faith component was huge and we appreciated that so much and it shaped us into strong, faithful adults. And uh, the community that we lived in, in Minnesota, it was uh, the Southwest Metro. There was a beautiful Catholic church there, St. Victoria's. Actually, that's where we got married. Um, so we attended, and we were very active in that parish. But just the way it worked, our kids were attending uh, public school. And we had a great faith formation program in town, and, uh, and it, things were going very well. But there was something missing. And, you know, the, the difference that you get being at a Catholic school is, uh, it, it, it's so hard to describe. You begin your day with prayer. You know, you pray before meals. Everyone prays before meals. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's those small things that really, we were feeling like we were missing mm. for our kids. And mm -hmm. so we really wanted them to have the similar experience, or better even, than what we had. And uh, that was a, a driving force for us to come back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then when, when Jared started to think about opening his own uh, store at the time, uh, he looked first at North Dakota. There was an oil boom happening out here. Sure. It seemed like the time was right. Uh, while real estate wasn't uh, necessarily the, the easiest thing to come across, it turned out that there were um, some some group of gentlemen in town here that had some land and were looking to do something similar with mm -hmm. it and we were able to make that partnership. So mm -hmm. it seemed like when when we were led by faith to make a huge decision for our family, things just fell into place. Wonderful. That's how God works. <laughs> Indeed. So your faith in God uh, is uh, your your force to, uh, uh, for your life. And that's, that's a great story. That's a great story, Deanne. If you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota at Steffes in North Dickinson. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Doug Jillick. And we're visiting with Deanne Sheeler, the Director of Advancement for the Trinity Catholic Schools in Dickinson. Uh, Deanne was just sharing her faith story with us. But now, uh, let's continue with that story. Uh, moving back home to your hometown, Dickinson, uh, you know, family values, your faith, uh, wanting the best for your children, and uh, then, then your call to serve the Catholic schools, Deanne. Because you came here, you were employed elsewhere at the time, right? I was. So you were called to, called to service. And tell us about that call. Well, when Jared was first deciding to open the store, uh, I was looking at various job opportunities. My background in human resources Got it. Uh, brought me to Fisher Industries. And I was doing, I was a human resources manager and marketing director at Fisher Industries, uh, a very wonderful manufacturer here in town um, with multiple states that they have operations in. And it was a great job, a lot of stability. Um, they were great about being flexible with me being a mom and Jared having to travel a lot. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happens with the kids. And, uh, before I took that job at Fisher Industries, Monsignor Schumacher, who's now at Corpus Christi in, in Bismarck, was he was a St. Wenceslaus uh, pastor. 
and he was the vice president of the school board. And he said, oh, just give us a chance. Come interview at Trinity. And I did. I interviewed at Trinity, and um, I could see this wonderful opportunity of uh, things that I could do and ways that I could use my gifts to really help accelerate that school system. And it just, I, you know, I said no. I don't know why I said no. Sometimes you, you just oh. aren't always as open as you should be. And uh, I went to Fisher. I had a great experience. Things were going very well. And then again, Monsignor Schumacher came back to me and said, Deanne, we could really use you. Uh, as you know, there was a, a catastrophic fire right. that happened about a year after Jared and I moved back. And there was a lot of work that needed to be done, a lot of leadership that, you know, needed to, leadership needed to take a lot of action to rebuild the school and do a lot of fundraising. And, you know, you don't go to a lot of kindergarten classrooms and ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? People, people don't say, I want to be a fundraiser for a Catholic school. <laughs> so um, Monsignor Schumacher said, oh, maybe you should come back. And I said, you know, not, I don't know if it's quite time yet. And then uh, fast forward a couple years into the build, and uh, Steve Glasser and Monsignor Schumacher, Steve Glasser, then the president mm -hmm. of Trinity Catholic Schools, they came back again and said, Deanne, we're restructuring. It's not going to be the development office anymore. It's going to be the office of advancement. And uh, they, you know, fancied it up a little bit. And I finally said, you know what, God, I think it's time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this call and, and take on this opportunity. Yeah. What a great story, Dan. Thanks for having the courage to tell that story. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, since you've uh, made that decision, it's been five, I can't believe it, five years now you've been there. And so, uh, uh, so there's been some challenges and some successes. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I can't wait to hear about those. Uh, we do have to take a break right now. We will be back in just a moment or a couple moments. And don't go away. This is Real Presence Live. And uh, we'll be back with the second half of this segment. Don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. 
This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to Real Presence Live. Uh, We are broadcasting live from Steffes in Dickinson, North Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski, and I'm here with uh, Doug Jillick. We're visiting with Deanne Sheeler, the Director of Advancement for the Trinity Catholic Schools. Deanne is sharing her uh, faith story about how uh, she, she and uh, Jared and their family were called back home to Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, she was just uh, uh, now going to talk about some of the, uh, some of the uh, uh, successes and challenges that she faced she has faced the last five years in this office of uh, Director of Advancement. So, Deanne, you indicated that as you came into this role, uh, there are some challenges. Talk to us about, uh, let's start with enrollment as a challenge. Where was enrollment then when you started in the position? Uh, well, in, in 2017, enrollment was unfortunately at the lowest that it had ever been in the Dickinson Catholic School system. Uh, I think you know, there are many reasons contributing to that. Uh, the fire really shook things up. In 2014, there was that devastating fire at Trinity High School. And I think it just shook a lot of people's confidence a little bit in, in the system. And the kids who were there during the construction, it was not ideal. They had to walk through construction hallways to get to class. Um, we really did make the best of it. Or At that time, I wasn't working there. But the the administration really did a good job of making it still be a good experience, the best of, of, of a, a tough situation. So enrollment was the lowest that it had been, and uh, that was a, a really big challenge. You know, our, our tuition only covers about half of the cost of education, and fundraising is the rest of it. Um, that in conjunction with uh, the support from the Subsidy. parishes in, in town here. So the more kids you get, you know, the, the easier that end is. It was kind of like we needed cash and we needed kids kind of. And, and the bigger thing for me, I guess, was not just that we needed bodies in the building, but I wanted other people to experience what I experienced as a graduate of that mm-hmm. system and what I was experiencing in my own children who were attending um, there's just such a blessing in Catholic education, and with four very active parishes in town, it was hard for me to understand how enrollment could be so low. Our, our public school system is fantastic in town. We really have some great, great schools and great leadership in, in town here, um, but there's just something more about attending a Catholic school 
you know, I think we've seen our vocations in our diocese go up drastically the more that we uh, focus on on Catholic education and we have priests in our schools so our kids can see, wow, that's a great career. It's not just a vocation. It's, it's a great thing. And if they're called to that and they can see, you know, Father Hochalter playing basketball with them or they can see Father Smith playing guitar and they think, gosh, they're just human. You know, I think the more they see that and have those opportunities, the more we're going to grow our vocations in our, in our diocese. I think uh, as I'm listening to you, I realized just seeing one of the great things that uh, the oil did in this part of the country did bring a lot more job opportunities that brought fine individuals like yourself and Jared back uh, to Dickinson. And then they see you at Trinity and a lot of people know of you and respect you and say, okay, if she's back here, there must be something here that's worth staying and coming to and they're going in the right direction so that says a lot about you know what you remembered from your past and what you wanted to bring here for the future thank you doug i appreciate that you're welcome yeah it's been wonderful to be back in into this system and you know it was kind of funny that there have been times where people say oh jared where's your wife from i'm like i'm from here too but you know i was I was a Grinsteiner back yes, then, so they didn't so know me as a Sheeler yet. You should have kept that name, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he could have taken that name. <laughs> so, talked about enrollment uh, now. How, how's things with enrollment now? Enrollment right now, I'm, I'm very, we are so blessed to say that uh, it is highest that it's been since the early 2000s. A lot of that is due to our focus on our preschool. We have expanded our preschool substantially. Uh, one thing that I noticed when I was working at Fisher Industries and I had preschool-aged children, there wasn't a full-day preschool option in town that was outside of a daycare. So when Monsignor Richter came to town, we talked about this, and he had brought some experience from Light of Christ in Bismarck, their their school system, and how they had expanded their preschool. And we thought, you know what, let's give this a shot. So we opened up uh, two sections of full-day, five-day preschool, which uh, sounds like they're in school all day, but really it's, they are in school about half day, it, and then they have a lot of free time and play time in the school. Um, but they are able to get that preschool experience, the faith experience of being in a Catholic school, and then have full-day care so that moms and dads like I was, who worked eight to five, I used to have to plan my lunch break, so I would leave to drop someone off at preschool and then leave to pick them up a little bit later, and it was really difficult. That's a big commitment to make for a working parent, and thankfully, at Fisher, they were flexible and let me do that, but not all employers can do that, so we knew that there was a need in town, and we opened up two sections. They filled immediately. They filled immediately, so we added a third section, and... uh, Then the following year, we added a fourth section. And this past year, in uh, January of 2021, when we opened our enrollment, uh, it's always open to current families the first month of January 1st. They get priority. And then on the beginning of February, we open up to the public. Uh, Our preschool, our our five-day 
pre-kindergarten was full on day one with a waiting list. And still to this day, we have four sections right now and a waiting list of 15 kids on there. Mm-hmm. There's just a really high demand for that, that kind of care. And what we're finding is, you know, in our, in our fourth year of this is that these kids are staying once they get here. And it might be that, you know, they have an older sibling that is in the public school system and they see, wow, this school system is amazing. If they can do this in pre-K, what can they do in second grade and third grade and fourth grade? And so uh, last year and the year before, we've seen sort of a, um, a transition of some of our public school families switching to Trinity, switching their whole family because of the experience they received in our pre-kindergarten program. Yes. Yes, well, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we're broadcasting live. Uh, we're dr- broadcasting live from Steffes in North Dickinson, North Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with my co-host, Doug Jillick. We are visiting with Deanne Sheeler, the Director of, director of Advancement for the Trinity Catholic Schools in Dickinson. And we've just been visiting with her about uh, the enrollment uh, uh, spike. Uh, what a wonderful story. Anytime you can tell the story of... A positive story about enrollment in Catholic schools. That's a great story, a great story. But in addition to keeping an eye on enrollment, uh, you have fund development to do as well. You have fundraising, and uh, that takes time as well. And so uh, uh, can we transition, put on your other hat, uh, to uh, talk about fund development and... uh, uh, we have a big event coming this weekend, uh, so tell us about the fund development of the Catholic schools in Dickinson. That's well. That's my main job <laughs> is, is uh, handling that that end of things in mission advancement. I mean, we definitely handle marketing and communications as well, but um, you know, the annual fund each year is the main thing that we focus on. And this weekend we have our our biggest fundraiser of the year, which is our fall gala. It is the 21st anniversary of the Fall Gala that was started by Sister Dorothy back in at St. Wenceslaus uh, 21 years ago now. It has grown into just a fantastic event. Uh, there's a lot of elementary families that are getting involved in this, um, which is great. When you build that engagement and that involvement, it, that seems to translate to them sticking around and the retention and, um, and eventually the fun development, as you said. So the Fall Gala this Saturday, we are so excited. We begin with Holy Mass in our St. John Paul II Chapel. And this year we are bringing back Father Franchuk, who is one of our own alumni. So he's Indeed. coming to do Mass or ha- celebrate Mass with us in the chapel, which is so exciting. He was newly ordained this past year in June. And uh, so he'll be there along with our pastors and uh, uh, a number, a, a big number. We usually have about 250 people that attend this event. And then we've got a social. We do a dinner uh, that's catered by Sodexo here in town. And we go into a live auction and uh, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Doug, you remember, or do you, do you remember the first fall gala in Dickinson for the Catholic school? I remember, remember that? The, I remember to the point that it was going on. I did not attend the first two, but okay. then I did start attending because Deanna, my wife, got more involved with it. So yeah. um, it was very unique. I was there, 
And uh, I remember it was the, uh, we took up half the dance floor at the Knights of Columbus Club in Dickinson. And now it's grown to this humongous event. So praise be to God. And thanks for all your work on that, uh, uh, Deanne. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Deanne, we, you, you, have the, uh, you have marketing, you have uh, enrollment responsibilities, you have fund development responsibilities, and uh, these special events just don't happen. They take a lot of time. And so uh, you want to give a, a shout-out to your staff uh, while we're at this. Yes, I would love to. I have the best team, you guys. I can't even tell you. Uh, Melissa Gross, uh, uh -huh. she is a graduate as well of Trinity Catholic Schools. Uh, she used to be Melissa Rabb. She is our uh, mission advancement coordinator. Uh, she's so good. She used to be an accountant at M MBI, and then mm -hmm. she switched this to this direction. She keeps me grounded because numbers are not my thing. Mm -hmm. I can I can bring in the stuff, but I, I need her to help me organize. Sure. And then uh, Andrea Jackson is my other. Uh, mm -hmm. She uh, is actually a South Hart grad, um, mm -hmm. but she's been just wonderful in our communications area. So. Wonderful. All right. Uh, we're visiting with Deanna. Deanne Sheeler, Director of Advancement Trinity Catholic Schools. Uh, any final thoughts? You know, we have people uh, in many Catholic schools across our network. And uh, so, final thoughts. Uh, go ahead, Doug. I have a final thought, Mike. Let me ask you this. Uh, Deanne, Mike's talked about American Dream when you were in Minneapolis. Define now the American Dream where you're at now. I think that um, if I could share with, with others the feeling that you have when you are open to doing what God asks you to do. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know how to bottle that up and explain it, but you just have to be willing. So pray for that. Pray for that openness to hear what God wants you to do and then listen to it when it comes. The American Catholic dream. <laughs> Amen. Well, Deanne, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, telling your story. Uh, this has been great, but uh, we do have to go. Uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on Real Presence Live, a CEO with a different approach to work. Stay tuned as we merge faith and business. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.